0: SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning, South Australian. Happy Monday. Kids, go back to school today. It's been a
1: long journey and I never thought the day would come. Yeah. After oh, a couple of months of just dealing with the kids non-stop, it's finally the end of the line. Yeah. Back to school. How exciting is that? It's good. Wait, for my, for the last weekend before they went back, I tried to make it a really adventure packed weekend, mm-hmm. back for the kids. So um, we went and saw the monster trucks on Saturday night oh. in the rain at the showgrounds, oh. but it was still good fun. Um, anyway, but Saturday Arvo, I took the kids to my mate's house and he had a little barbecue. And then he told my kids this story, my friend. I'm going I'm to disguise his name and identity because his story was a little inappropriate and I want to run it past you. So we'll call him um, Canadian Chris, okay. okay, instead of Canadian Kurt, which is his real name. Yeah. So let's call him Canadian Chris. Okay, so anyway, we're sitting there with my kids and he goes, kids, kids, I've got this wonderful story. He said, "Right." he goes, I I walked into this bar and there was a guy sitting at the bar having a drink and in front of him, he had a tiny little man with him, like a miniature man, (laughs) and the man was playing the piano, right? So (laughs) picture this, Kurt goes on there and there's a man having a drink and there's just this real human who's (laughs) tiny playing a piano in front of him, Right? What are well, you
0: loving that? It. Well, it's not a real story, is it? Or it could be. <laughs> I
1: mean, geez, don't put a dampener on it. I forgot <laughs> to do <ruin> it. <laughs> so, on, anyway, so Kurt walks up to me and goes, Mate, that's fantastic. Where, where did you get the little guy from? And he said, Well, in the bathroom here in the pub, there's a genie. And if you go and see the genie, he'll grant any wish for you, right? So, Kurt goes, Brilliant. Anyway, so he walks his way into the bathroom and he goes in there and near the sink. There's this beautiful, colourful, and elaborate um, bottle. So he says, Well, I remember I dream a genie. You remember that with Barbara Eden? So he walks over and he gives the uh, bottle a little polish, Mm. just like that. And then, bang, out of nowhere, this genie comes out. And Kurt looks at him, and the genie goes, Mate, it's your lucky day. It's free wish Wednesday, (laughs) right? I'm going to grant you any wish you like. Mm. Kurt goes, This is fantastic. Kurt says, Mate, well, I'd really love a million bucks. The genie goes, What was that? And he said, I'd love a million bucks. And the genie goes, "What?" What? A bit louder. He goes, I'd love a million bucks, and the genie goes, "Ah, oh, no worries, easy, poof!" <laughs> all right there it was, a million ducks. <laughs> Kurt's looking around, going, "What's happening here?" Anyway, anyway, I so he said walks. his
0: name was Chris, by <laughs> the way.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah, Canadian <laughs> Chris. I forgot. Sorry, Kurt. Anyway, so Canadian Chris walks out of the toilet. and He's got all these ducks following him, and he, just, <laughs> yeah. and he walks up to the bloke at the bar, and he goes, "Mate, what's with that genie?" And he said, what have you done? And he goes, Well I asked for a million bucks. And yeah. Look what I got. And then the guy said, Well do you reckon I asked for a twelve inch pianist?
0: <laughs> 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 SAFM's Back and soda.
2: Oh my gosh! Look at these trending topics!
0: Soda, are you familiar with the work of Marie Kondo? Uh,
1: Yeah, I am. She is the minimalistic lady, isn't she? Where your house has to be clean and if it's of no use, get rid of it. Is that right?
0: Yeah, she wrote The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up back in 2011. Right. And I bought it and I tried to live by it. So the whole concept is you decide whether you need something in your life, you hold it, and you decide whether it sparks joy for you. And if it doesn't spark joy, you thank it and you move on.
1: Can you do that with a spouse? Or um, is it just I, I guess it's the same. I
0: guess it's the same concept. Anyway, Hold so them. So many. Mm, <laughs> no.
1: Okay. Thank you for your time.
0: Sparking <laughs> a lot of emotions. None of them. Goodbye. joy.
1: But it, essentially, all. So are we talking clothes? Are we talking ornaments? Are we talking yeah, anything? Yeah. She's
0: not into. She's very anti-clutter. But so a yeah. lot of people shake their life. A lot of people. Um, uh, used her special folding method, like you roll what? things up. I'd, what do you mean? I tried to do it. So basically, you um, you put your undies and stuff sitting upright in your drawer. So you roll them and you have them upright like little scrolls.
1: What on earth is the difference between, between doing well, that and throwing them in your drawer? Because
0: it looks neat and it sparks joy. Yeah,
1: anyway, how, no. How can your undies rolled up and they pointing up spark oh joy? Because it, it looks be...
0: neat rather than just a whole cluster of mess. Yeah. Go anyway, I to tried it for a very short amount of time. Prepare
1: for a wipe. What does she do with the toilet she paper?
0: she <laughs> was always such a perfectionist, and I always thought I couldn't relate because I would never achieve her perfection. She's just had a third child, and she has admitted her house is messy hey! now.
3: It's a
1: bomb. <laughs> it's
0: just like I mean, uh, her her degree of messy is probably very different to ours.
1: I wonder how she's rolled up her knickers now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would not have time to turn Get them up. into a little flower shape <laughs> to spark joy in your life when your kids running. Amok. Uh, she
0: also has a concept where she um at the end of the day or when she decides. To get rid of the clothes that don't spark joy. She thanks them. She thanks what? them for serve, oh, like okay. she thanks her socks. Thank you, socks, for carrying me around pool. all day. Yeah, she does. She thanks her. And she's made
1: millions of dollars no doubt yeah, by sucking people idiots. in with this. Yeah. So after winter she takes her scarf and goes, Thank you for keeping my neck warm today. <laughs> yes. Or she's been at the pool and puts a speedo's away, thank you for housing <laughs> me in the pool today.
0: <laughs> yeah, you um your your speedos need a lot of thanks for trying to hold you in <laughs> well, as we know something well, thank escaped. You. Something ah oh, something escaped recently. Yes. If you if you didn't yes. hear it, you might have to catch up on the podcast. Do you know um who I want to thank? An item of clothing I want to thank mm-hmm. is Harry Styles' pants for splitting. <laughs> 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 Harry Styles was performing in L.A. and he had these cool You know, he's a real retro cat. Yeah, he had these cool like seventies pleather. Oh, they're probably leather because he can afford it. And as he squatted down during this song, oh, music yeah. for a sushi <laughs> restaurant, they split oh. across his crutch. He had to grab some sort of towel or something from the audience to cover his modesty. But embarrassingly for him, Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston, Rachel from Friends, who was his childhood crush, was in the audience.
1: Right. She Mm. might have seen his sushi.
0: (laughs) This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Just another Mum Fail Monday. Mum Fail Monday. We stayed down at Moana uh, over the weekend. Uh, A bunch of school families. We've been doing it for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Big bunch of kids.
1: In the caravan park.
0: In the caravan park. So, um, Miller, my middle child, sleeps out in a swag. The rest of us sleep in a cabin. Oh. Um, and it's great because the parents sit around and drink and the kids run free. Okay. It's a good way um, to get ready
1: to go back to school.
0: Now, Frankie, my uh, youngest child, had a friend with her, so I feel like the level of supervision required when you're responsible for someone else's child mm. steps up a little bit.
1: Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Because
0: you don't want to lose them in the ocean.
1: No, but you're happy for your own kids yeah. just to do what they need to do li- and fumble bit. their way through life. So
0: that's why this is a, a mum fail, not for my children, but I hope you're not listening another... Um, parents child as well so we were sitting around having and the kids were kind of we'd had our barbecue and the kids were kind of starting to pester us a little bit like yep. we're bored and they'd been to the vending machine and bought mm. snacks and that sort of run out of things to do there were a couple of decks of cards on the uh, on the card table and we said why don't you go into one of the cabins and play a card game
1: uno uh,
0: or like you know even old school like snap
1: Pick up 52. Old
0: maid, mm. Go fish is oh. what I had in mind. Good. Anyway, they've gone for a good hour and we're like, whatever they're doing, it's working and we're not mm. seeing them. So that's great. Anyway, Nana Morse over here gets tired about nine o'clock because, yep. you know, you're probably the same as me. Breakfast, radio hours, you still can't stay up on a weekend.
2: Absolutely. I've done a bit
0: of day drinking. I'm getting a little bit sleepy. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going to go <laughs> back to the cabin and I'm going to turf the kids out. Okay. I get back and I can hear lots of noise, shouting, carrying on. I'm like, listen to them. They're having fun. It's a mixed gender group as well. There are boys in there around 14.
1: Yeah. Ranging
0: down to the 11-year-olds. And
1: how many people in the group? How many kids roughly? I think there are about
0: 10 kids.
1: So enough to cause trouble.
0: Enough to cause trouble. But I'm thinking they're laughing. They're having fun. And also the boys and girls hadn't really interacted. They've been doing their own thing. And I thought, look at that. Mm. A beautiful mixed
2: gender group. Right.
0: Anyway. I walk in and they sort of look up like they've been sprung. They're not playing a deck of cards. They are playing... Cards Against Humanity. What? Are you familiar with this game?
1: I've never even heard of Cards Against Humanity. Is, is that something you so do with a normal deck is, of cards? It is
0: filthy. It's X-rated. This game. What do you mean? So basically, you get one card. I've got an example for you.
1: Hang on. Are these a normal deck of cards? No, that they're you're not. It's a, a game? special
0: game that they've taken off the parents' table. Oh, like to an, go go and Uno, play.
1: an Uno. like Yeah, it's but it's right. it's a
0: naught So the class yeah. field trip was completely ruined by it. dash. And then everyone puts in their card, and you choose which one's the funniest. But I can't even read them out with kids and cards. They are (laughs)
1: filthy. What do you mean? Hang on. You ask a question or there's a question on a
2: card. Yeah.
0: And then everybody, everybody has a card and they play their card that they think is a funniest response to that. But they are like really dirty, dirty. Like, okay. So then when I discovered, first of all, I chucked everybody out of the cabin Mm -hmm. and then on the, in the car on the way home, I said, okay, kids fess up. Did you understand everything that was on Cards Against Humanity? Right. And, and they, and they are
1: inappropriate, like. Um, highly inappropriate. Massive. Right. Like dirty, acts and body parts and stuff that
0: even me have had to right. sometimes go, What does that yes. mean? I've never yes. heard so of that before.
1: Right now, if you're dropping your kid off to school for mm. the first time, um, this is a game that they shouldn't be playing. And we need no. to say to them, uh, <laughs> Just ask your kids now, do you know about Cards you know, Against yeah. Humanity? Have you if you do. It? Confiscate them. So, my yeah. poor
0: 11 year old and her friend during the game started Googling oh, no. some of the terms <laughs> on there. And I was too embarrassed to ask what they've learnt. But I think oh. they might <laughs> know
1: more things. This is like homeschooling with sex <laughs> education. <right? laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
0: You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
1: Checking the pulse on SA, it's. The Soda Stream.
0: Yeah, with Soda joining the team, we had to do something silly, wacky and zany with your name. So we've come up with the Soda Stream.
1: Well, essentially, uh, Beck, I'll tell you what's going on in South Australia, things you need to know. Look, The main thing is obviously they're going to be banning phones in high schools, 44 high schools as of today going back to school. We're going to discuss that a little bit later on, but that is something that's going on in South Australia. Then on the weekend, I went somewhere and I thought, well, I'm going to actually give you a little bit of a recommendation about South Australia. It's quite simple. But I just thought for people it might help you to find the inner peace and serenity within yourself, right? Mm. So I've been trying to get fit lately because I stupidly have committed to doing this half Ironman triathlon with a mate of mine, Dean Brogan.
0: Midlife crisis.
1: Potentially, absolutely. So I went for a run and instead of just running around the streets, I took a little detour and I went up to, have you been to Morialta Falls?
0: I reckon I went there during COVID once. Right. It's not
1: a long, long way out of town. It's yeah. just up near Ross Trevor where the school is up mm. there. But I've got to say, I went for a little jog around there and I actually found myself mm. getting a little lost and excited with nature. And I'm not really a big nature type person. Okay. And then while I was up there, I just thought, do you know what? This feels like a hidden gem that people need to know about. And I'm more than welcome to let people know all about this place and get a few more up there. Well, so does travel
0: tips. Yes, it is.
1: Essentially, you go and park in there, and then you can walk up to a range of the different sort of walks. There's one that goes to First Falls. So if you're just easing yourself Mm. into some exercise and you're looking for some motivation, you can snake your way up through the paths. But you know the most exciting thing is, Saturday was that day with a bit of rain, and you know when you get that smell of rain, that (laughs) tropical smell?
0: Yes. You know what I mean? It's got a name, the smell of rain hitting the pavement. It's got really long... Name. Right, okay. I'll find it out so for you. Yeah,
1: 131060, <laughs> if you have any idea what Beck's talking about. But anyway, you snake your way up. I had that beautiful smell. Then I realized I spotted three koala bears on the way up Whoa. in the trees, oh. which was brilliant. And there were people all just standing around looking, looking up in them. the sky. I'm thinking, what are they looking at? And then I spotted them, and I just thought, Do you know what? This is just a beautiful, lovely place. And I found myself getting out of my normal, cynical-type mind. Mm. And I was actually feeling quite positive and relaxed in the area. You can work your way up to the falls at probably a 20-minute walk. So yeah. it's not a really steep incline. Uh, and then you get up there and you see these magnificent waterfalls coming down on the rocks. Mm. And there are people sitting there. I was sort of looking around. And I sort of felt it thing. With, with the world, the, with the
0: nature, yeah. You? So I
1: thought, if it's something you want to do and you want to get out and fit and get out and be fit and uh, you know just enjoy yourself, mm. get yourself up to Moriata Falls. It's so close to the city; yeah. it's a hidden gem.
0: I must admit, I think people do lofty by default, don't yes. they? Yes. Whereas Moriolta just requires a bit more thought.
1: Well, is chock a block though too, isn't it? Quite often on the weekends. Oh
0: yeah, with the ladies in their Lululemon. <laughs> um, petrichor is the smell of rain. Is that right? There oh. you go. Right. Um, comes
1: from the Greek word petra, meaning stone, mm-hmm. and ikor, which sure. refers to a golden fluid that flows in
0: the veins oh, of a for the caller who obviously had to. Tell. <laughs> so, obviously, you saw koalas, and everyone yes. else who was walking up Morial will be telling their friends, you know, I saw a koala and I saw a rare sighting of a soda <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Students in 44 schools across South Australia will be handing their phones over when they go through the school gate this morning. Uh, We're going to unpack that in our right or wrong shortly, but it got me thinking about back in my day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. when there were no phones, how you used to communicate in class with your friends. Did you used to pass notes in class?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because no phones at all was there, so it would be a note. Um and quite often do you remember the old uh, you'd or you'd have a go between person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'd go over and you'd be sitting on one side of the quadrangle and Sandra Dunstan was sitting Sandra on the other Sandra. side. And so I'd go and get She like, sounds
0: hot that's a hot name. I'm
1: gonna show you Sandra Dunstan. She was the she girl was the in primary girl. school who I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, and I remember I got Anita Becker to go over and ask Sandra Dunstan if she'd go with me. Sure. Go with me. Yeah. Yeah. Or go
0: round with me. We used to well, say you, you go, say go round, round with me. Yeah. I used to say,
1: would you go with me? Yeah. Oh, and I'm a what did Sandra say? Uh, Sandra said no for a while, <laughs> and then I went with the note method. Yeah, And so um, I got the little note and it had a little tick the box. Yes, no. Um, Was there a maybe? No, no, no. Definitive, black or white. (laughs) Eventually I wore her down and she (laughs) kicked yes. And so we had a little patch behind the shoulder sheds. It was probably a bit like um, Jaws where I attacked (laughs) her. Did you have braces? Uh, No, I had a plate. Mm, Mm. Right. Yeah. And
0: now you've got perfect, perfect (laughs) teeth. No, so I I started um, in Blackwood High in year 10 because I've moved with my dad's work from Canberra. Mm. And uh, I remember on my first day, I was so scared. Actually... To this day, one of the hardest things I've ever done is starting a high school in year 10. That's a tough age, particularly for girls. Absolutely.
1: So what are you, sort of 15-ish?
0: Yeah, and I was wearing like the wrong shoes. They all had these shoes. They they had a nickname I can't even use anymore, very politically incorrect, and I had the wrong shoes. They had really thick socks that were all bunched up half the way up their calves, and I just had little ankle socks. So I was already feeling out of it, and I thought, how am I ever going to fit into this school? Mm. And in my homeroom class, Someone passed a note to me and it was from, I think his name was Adam saying, um, will you go out with me? Like you're cute or something. And. To be honest, I didn't want to pick a boyfriend on the first day because I didn't want to limit my choices, you know, and I didn't know <laughs> what he was. So but there
1: could have been more options than Adam. Could have been more but options. But imagine then... seeing you in year 10 because once they've sort of had, you know, year eight, year nine and so forth, they've all gone out well, with each blood. other.
2: Yeah. Fresh
1: Fresh <laughs> meat <laughs> coming from Canberra, were you? With your little anklet socks. <laughs> so you didn't say yes to start with.
0: Well, no, I said I said no because I thought, well, gosh, this is this is good, like first class. I'm getting offers. Mm. They'll continue to roll in. Mm. There was slim pickings after that I really should have gone with him because yeah. then I turned to be uh, people realized that I was a massive nerd who put my hand up in class all the time, mm. and then the offers really dried up oh, for a very so long time. Poor Adam, you should
1: never have looked the gift <laughs> horse in the mouth, should you?
0: So, if you're out there, Adam, the one that got away, maybe. What's
1: this name even (laughs) happening?
0: Anyway. Yeah, no, he's dodged a ball. no. (laughs) If he's
1: listening now, he's thinking,
0: thank God. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. I had some friends down the mall on the weekend who were quite uh, shocked to see you totally painted in gold, standing like a statue.
1: Well, it was very weird. I did feel like a busker. You know when you go around the world and you see all these people just painted like silver or gold yeah. and people throw the money? We essentially did that. So Lutheran Care, a wonderful charity that help people that are homeless. Mm-hmm. So Andrew Baines. Now, you'd know Andrew Baines's yeah, work. Yeah, he does
0: stuff down at Henley Beach. Remember once
1: they had just hundreds and hundreds of nude people?
0: Yeah, and um, people sitting on toilets as well. Yeah,
1: and in top hats and really yeah. things. He's a really quirky... Surrealist artist He's fantastic Unbelievably talented Very sort of Out of the box Type ideas Anyway To try and bring Some awareness To homelessness He'd spoken to the guys At Lutheran Care And he decided to Sort of create Six different scenarios And have uh, Six different people Perform In, in Essentially Standing still And one of those scenarios, for example, I was a returned soldier who'd mm-hmm. come back from the war, was suffering PTSD and found myself homeless. Yep. You know, someone else could be like a mum fleeing a, a domestic violence situation. Erin Phillips was in that role. So she was painted gold, standing still like she's on the run, holding a golden baby, mm. right? And the, color, the reason he turned, used gold was because most statues are bronze. Yep. So he made it gold so that it would stand out a lot more. So essentially in the mall... There were six of us, Bruce Chate, former yeah. soccerer, who's now a wonderful businessman in South Australia, Aaron Phillips, um, Minister for Human Services, Nat Cook, a whole range of different people. We're in a different type of homeless scenario. And
0: how long did you have to hold that? One hour. Homes? An one hour, hour completely standing
1: com- still. Complete gold. Like I had gold painted everywhere, my ear holes in my nostrils, all over me, gold clothes. Anyway, so you had to stand there for one hour. What if you got an itch? Sit. Mm-hmm. No. You had to just really channel. It was like method acting. So I'd come back from the war (laughs) and Andrew (laughs) said, this is true. Andrew, the artist, he said, just channel that you're really distressed. Even like a PTSD situation, Mm. you need the look of that sort of person in that scenario and you're homeless. So I stood there in the mall and just looked really down and out Mm. and did not move for one hour. Right. And I'm sitting there. And I'm thinking, how am I going to last for an hour without moving? Was
0: there anywhere that said your name? So, Because you would have been hard to recognize. Did yep, people know no, that it was you?
1: No, no oh, well, there were people, I think, talking. And that I mean, sort you're of a thing. pretty
0: big star in this town, let's be I honest. I zoned
1: out. So essentially, I thought, oh, for one hour, I've got to stand still and look for lawn. Mm-hmm. So I'm just staring at a space in the mall, and we're in that Gawler Place canopy. Yep. And I'm just staring at a space and people were sort of coming in and out of your vision. And mm. I'm trying to meditate my mind because I'm yeah. thinking, how am I going to last an hour? Yeah. I've got to be honest, after the hour was up, it felt like 20 minutes. Okay. So I'd actually zoned out and tried to remove everything from my mind. But what happened was people were coming up really close and taking photos. Mm. I was waiting for someone to throw 10 bucks in front of me, but no yeah. one did. Anyway, and then these two little kids came up and they were about 10, but I was trying not to look at them. I was trying to remain focused and look ahead. And I heard them going, he's real. He's real. He's real. And then I'm thinking, and I go, he's not even moving. See if you can make him blink. Why don't you touch him? And these two, us, so then I could feel this little kid touching my leg, right? And then the other one sitting there going, see if you can push him over. Right? And I'm sitting there with everyone watching, and there's hundreds of people around. And then I've gone, oi, you two bugger off, you? <laughs> And they've looked up and then I heard, mum, mum, the man told us to bugger <laughs> off and they've run off to their parents. I apologise to the family. I told those kids to bugger off but they were breaking my concentration. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, I would have used a stronger <laughs> word. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: Is it right? Is it wrong?
0: Back to school today, and now more than 40 South Australian high schools have a complete ban on mobile phones during the school day. You hand your phone in, some yep. of them put it in a pouch, so that can cost up to thirty grand. others put them in the lockers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're saying right or wrong on 131060 this morning. Yeah.
1: Is it right or wrong to ban phones from schools? All right. We'd love to know. I'm thinking that everyone, I, I think it's going to be 100% right yeah. because I can't see any detrimental issue banning the phones from Mm. schools. I'm absolutely sick and tired of seeing people with phones and look, I use mine obviously. I'm probably a little hypocrite in some regards, but for schools I cannot see any point in kids having them in any way possible.
0: Look, it's right uh, for me as a self-confessed mobile phone addict but I see, I've got two teenagers and an 11 year old and seeing them become absolute zombies when they stare at their phone I know it would be a distraction uh, at school. I know they can't have theirs in the classroom Mm. but I know that they can get them at recess and Lunch. Just the thought of having uh, an ability to film your friends at school—the privacy issues there. Snapchatting friends constantly, um, making TikToks in bathrooms. Mm. I don't. I think if you can't put down your phone between eight thirty and three thirty, there's yep. something wrong.
1: Essentially, Port Lincoln High School a couple of years ago had a trial, and it was overwhelmingly positive. There's no doubt about that. Mm. What's happened now is, like we said, 40-odd schools are going to start it today. By the end of Term 3, all government high schools in South Australia Mm, need to comply and ban them. I used to be a school teacher, Mm. and I only ever taught overseas in England while the time that mobile phones were around. When I was actually younger, we never really had mobile phones when I was a younger teacher. I've got to say that even, and this was a lower socioeconomic school that was struggling, the amount of phones that I confiscated was astounding. And they were those old Nokia, what are they, 3310s? Yeah, the the
0: the old bricks that you played Snake on.
1: Kids had these non-stop all the time. Now, there is no doubt, I know that some of the kids at year 10, year 11 that I was teaching were using them to do drug deals. Absolutely, oh, oh 100%. Well, no, that
0: wouldn't happen in South Australia.
1: No. <laughs> what I'm saying was, though, there were kids, like one kid, I reckon I had six or seven of his phones, and each day he kept coming in oh with a gosh, new he one. he had the burners. So there were all these different issues in that regard. Now, that's something completely separate to perhaps some cyberbullying and also kids being distracted and filming, mm. like you say. But I actually cannot see any reason why kids should be having phones in schools. 13, 10, 60. Give us a buzz. Is there anyone that actually thinks that they should, that this is a bad move to ban them? Because I reckon everyone's going to be positive.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, Emma's called in from Seaford Meadows. Right or wrong to ban phones in our high schools?
2: It's wrong. Okay. Absolutely wrong.
1: Why do you say that, Em? Because as we said, I, I would have thought everyone would be on the positive. Why don't you like it?
2: I just, for my son in particular, he doesn't have a lot of friends. Mm. Um, so he will spend his recess on lunchtime, you know, on, on his phone, doing whatever it is he, he does. Um, mm. And then, or if his friend, you know, if the, if some friends he does have will want to meet up, they might shoot him a text or whatever. Mm. And to be honest, I don't think it's going to stop the Snapchats, the TikToks, the filming of stuff, because all of these kids have to have iPads for schools. Mm, that is so all you've got to do is download Snapchat, download messenger, download everything on these iPads and, it's, it's not going to stop the problem, in my opinion. I, and I, I just think it's ridiculous. My, my son is at a school that has the pouches. Okay. Mm. Now, he's also the type of kid to forget to unlock his phone at the end of the day because he's got a bus to catch and then a train to catch. Mm. And how am I supposed to get in contact with him if I need to when I'm at work yeah. if his phone's locked in a pouch? This might be
0: old-fashioned of me, but I think maybe kids' friendships might become a little... Deeper through face-to-face communication rather than a text. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. 131060, right or wrong to ban phones in high schools? A ban comes into place at more than 40 schools today.
1: Absolutely. All high schools in South Australia by term three have to ban mobile phones. Port Lincoln High School a couple of years ago, Beck, did a bit of a trial and this was really where this whole movement has come from. They had 760 students at the school they banned the mobile phones. Only three parents complained. Wow. So almost unanimous the support.
0: The principal is Todd George, a real trailblazer in this area. Thanks for joining us, Mr George.
3: Thanks, Beck and Sater. It's great to be with you this morning.
1: Um, Todd, why did you do this? What was there that was making you realise you need to make a change?
3: Oh, it became obvious that um, the phones were a distraction and they got in the way of learning. Um, our teachers uh, and our support staff in classrooms were saying, but you know, a lot of off-task behaviour um, and the filming um, of other students and mm. potentially staff, it wasn't um, good enough. So we made the decision, uh, which seemed radical at the time, but in actual fact, um, the need was there and we went about it seamlessly.
0: And what changes have you noticed?
3: Pretty much overnight a positive change uh, what I, we continue to see is um, students talking to each other face to face during break time which is lovely the mm. oval spaces are being used um, but we don't have this negativity around um, cyber bullying um, but yeah look it's just a much fresher look S- um, staff are much happier because they simply haven't seen mobile phones in classrooms um, for the last two years
1: Well, Todd George, Principal of Port Lincoln High School, you are a trailblazer, as Beck said before. Mate, congratulations, and uh, I think this is brilliant now that it's sort of getting through all the schools here in South Australia.
3: Great to talk to both of you this morning. Can you
0: just jump on my Insta and give me a follow when you get your phone back?
3: (laughs) 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 It's a joke. I'll do my best. See you, Todd.
2: Is it right? Is it wrong?
0: Yeah, right or wrong to ban mobile phones in schools. It's a right for me. I think kids become zombies on their phone. They don't interact normally. They become very distracted. I know um, because I have a mobile phone addiction mm-hmm. that when I'm looking at my phone, I'm not fully present. Yes. And I'm not listening to a word yep. you say, Soda. So, don't. so <laughs> you,
1: you honestly think that you are addicted?
0: I am, and I do think uh, when I leave my phone deliberately behind, if I go for a walk or Mm -hmm. whatever, it it helps break the habit, and I think this will help break kids' habits.
1: You know the best thing about mobile phones, I reckon, is when you run out of battery and you can't charge it because then there's no guilt that you can't take a call, you can't check messages, you can't check emails. I love running out of batteries.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good way to break the addiction and kids are addicted.
1: Cathartic. Uh, 131060, we're taking your calls. Do you agree with this ban that 40-odd South Australian high schools are introduced using today where there are no mobile phones in use at all throughout the day. Amelia from Aldinga Beach, are you right or wrong?
3: Oh, 100% right. Uh, This is the best thing that's ever happened I I believe. Uh, Kids can talk more now during the day. If they Mm. want to find their friends, go for a walk. Mm. You know, exercise is good. Go for a walk. Find your friends. Have those conversations face to face and you know, what the lady said before about not being able to call a kid after Mm. um, school if it's locked up. Well, pay are still here and mm. pay phones are free now. It's not mm. like you have to reverse charge. Just write your name on number on his diary. And if he gets lost, it's like if your phone goes dead. Well, I think also, too, phone.
1: we've got to get to the point where, I mean, just because a kid might forget his phone isn't a reason why we're not ban them if there's going yeah. to be so much good out of it. I mean, we've got to get your kid to remember to grab his phone out mm. of the pouch at the end of the day. Amelia, thank you so much for your call.
0: Nadine in Aberfoyle Park right or wrong to ban phones in high schools?
2: Okay, uh, as a teacher, right, mm-hmm. um, but as a parent, I think it's wrong. Oh, oh hang
1: on. Right. So yeah, Nadine, controversial. stuck on the fence here. What, what uh, year do you teach? Uh, high school. Okay. Why do you think that it's wrong then as a parent, if I can understand as a teacher yeah. why you think it would be right?
2: Um, okay. Well, a lot of bullying, bullying happens um, during the break times, and unfortunately without evidence, um it kind of gets tipped under the rug and especially in the case of you've got like a renowned like naughty kid mm. um chances are and I hate to say this but like most teachers won't believe them if you know they're usually the perpetrator or you know if something mm. happens to them they're not going to get believed and unless there's actually evidence um yeah then it'll just keep on happening it's it's, it's really unfortunate but yeah it, it's teachers usually don't believe it unless there's proof mm. that it happened
1: Nadine, this is a pretty scary situation. So we're, as a yeah, parent, you're saying, and I can actually, while we're sitting here, Chantelle has just texted in and said, look, it's wrong because the schools only care about their reputation. If the Golden Grove incident wasn't filmed, nothing would have been done where there was mm. some fighting going on.
2: Exactly.
1: Are we in a really sad state now where we've got the situation where we're saying, well, we need the phones purely as an evidence gathering mm. tool within schools? I mean, that's horrible to think that could be a reason why we permit them.
2: It is, but unfortunately, I do think that is the reality. Um, it, it is scary, but there's there's so much that goes on that you don't know of. Even teachers on yard duty, you're not going to see everything. There's so much that happens behind the scenes. It's, yeah, it is quite a, right. yeah, quite frightening.
1: Well, Nadine, you're in this unique position because you said as a parent, you think it's wrong. As a teacher, it's right. If you had to make a call saying you can wear both hats, would you still ban them or not?
2: Um. <laughs> only, in the, only in the classrooms, definitely in the classrooms. Right. But No, I, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ban them during, during break
1: time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. That's a yeah. that's a really wow. informed opinion, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously Nadine knows both sides of. the I think that's story. the status
0: quo in most schools that they uh, they can only have them at recess and lunch. Uh, we did this poll on our socials. Eighty three percent of people who responded said it's right mm. to ban the phones in SA schools.
1: Do you know what? I'm surprised by that because I thought it would be like ninety five. Mm. To five or 99 to one. So there's still plenty of people out there that think this is the wrong decision. Well, it's going to become part and parcel in all government schools by term three. Mm-hmm. Um, independent Catholic schools obviously can make their own policies, I would imagine, with this. But thank you so much for all your contributions.
0: SAFM's Beck and Soda.
2: Ugh, you're unbelievable. So
0: this is week four with SAFM yes. Soda. Excited to be working with you. Um Did you say you I, said that
1: without any real conviction well, or emotion? I just thought you really might um, bring some things
0: to the table that are
1: To be working h- with you. Quite,
0: quite highbrow. I yes. mean you're a Channel Seven journalist.
1: Not a journalist, mate.
0: Um, Sports
1: presenter. No, oh, I've <laughs> study journalism. Clearly, if you've ever looked at my body of work, you'll understand that.
0: Uh, you try and get us to look at your body of work all the time, Gile. Mm. Um, and what you have brought to the table yes. is the pun-believable game. Discuss.
1: Yeah, essentially what we do is uh, we grab something that's topical and we just twist it into oh. perhaps a movie title or into a celebrity's yeah. name or even a song. So given that uh, I read in the Saturday paper that there's a, a wonderful poem that's around about 50 years old that was created, by a man called Andrew Bleeby
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and also his friend Rob Barth. Yeah. Andrew Bleby happens to be your uncle, uh, J.B. Uncle, yes.
0: Oh, a bit of nepotism
2: Good. for your Monday yeah, morning. Yeah, that, that poem throughout my entire life, MacArthur's MacArthur's Bart. Fart.
1: Yes. yes, so they've written a, a book now to the poem and so forth. So I thought just to celebrate this wonderful new book called MacArthur's Fart, yes. um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a movie title to the toilet. So can you oh add a twist gosh. to okay. some sort of movie title? For example... Um, what about this one, Shawshank Redemption?
0: Yeah, there good. It is. that's okay. Good. Easy.
1: Yeah, he's uh, oh, one. The Quentin Tarantino, um, uh, Poop Fiction. Yes. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay. Good. Yeah. Right. Um, Get the gist. Have you yeah. one?
0: Mine are very lowbrow. They're literally. I've just put poo in random movies. Oh no. Mrs.
2: Poo Fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doubt Fire. Poo Doubt Fire. He just replacing
1: Mrs. the word with poo. Yeah, that's okay. Another <laughs> one. You got something a little better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a few good poos <laughs> No mate <laughs> Well okay we'll yeah, on it with works, that Okay yeah. Alright at
1: uh, 10 60. Give us a call can you take a movie to the toilet a few good poos okay. it doesn't even rhyme mate yeah, but
0: it's you got another one? You got another one? Well, like, no, I, uh, well, I do. but two? I'll Okay, I've got one. Yeah,
1: come on, give us another one. Come on.
0: An officer and a gentle poo. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Yeah, no.
1: All right, 30, I'll tell you 30, what, 30, 30. He's a gentle poo. They're the best ones, though, aren't they? <laughs> Straight out, don't even need to want.
2: There you go. Uh, you're unbelievable.
1: <laughs> yeah, in honour of a classic South Australian poem being turned into a book, it's called MacArthur's Fart. Uh, it was written by Andrew Bleeby and Rob Barth nearly 50 years ago. Mm. So what we're going to do today, just to honour that Beck, is we're taking a movie title and we're taking it straight to the dunny, yeah. straight to the toilet. Okay, so you got a little twist. For example, Mel Gibson, yeah, great film, and this is a film that's relevant now to anyone over their 50s. It's called Brave Fart.
0: Brave Fart. <laughs> Brave Fart. <laughs> is that okay? That's good. That's slightly more clever than mine. Um,
1: what about Quentin Tarantino? One of his absolute classics, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs>
0: Oh
1: Zach! Ah, oh no! All right. Our Audio King Zach, did you here. have reservoir bulbs? I did. Yeah, we've sort one. of That's got a little a We've got some sort of connection you and I with Pooh.
2: 131060 if you've got one. We'd love to hear from you
1: this morning. What have you got, mate? <laughs> good lord. Um one of the scariest movies of all time. Yes. The excrement. Oh, oh yeah, you've given oh. this. So more the thought. green stuff coming out of her mm. mouth would it's, change mm. colour. No it. Yeah, yeah, out of um, Linda Blair. Beck, how are you going with yours? Another one?
0: Yeah. Um oh yeah, um, Mine are, mine are just substituting yeah,
1: words that okay, don't Okay, what say. else you got?
2: Poo and prejudice.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, We'll come back to you in a
2: minute. Hey, I've got, I've got a couple here. Yeah, yeah. Back-end draft.
3: No. Nice. back draft. Yeah, yeah I'll get you that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, one? it's okay.
2: Uh, Harry Pooper and the toilet chamber of secrets.
3: Not bad.
1: <laughs> wow. That's good. You like that? uh, producer rage.
0: Hello. Diarrhea hard. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Oh, run right out.
1: Go home now. Your week's over. You've got the rest of it. The... Oh, That's right. good. Like that. oh, That's right. actually a classic so far. Yeah. Producer Rubes, what have you got for us?
2: Okay, so I have 2000s um, rom-com, sorry, 90s rom-com, She's All Crap. <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. I have um, yep. Raiders of the Lost Shart. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good, um, good. Slum Log Millionaire.
1: Oh, oh stop it! Oh,
2: there we go. This could Hello. be our
1: best ever. Okay,
2: oh, hang, awesome. hang on, hang on. I
1: just got to preface that with, and his producer in the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look. So sometimes got a good track. takes us down a different path. I'm really
0: proud today, though. Okay. But okay. Every what time this happens, they end up being bad. Okay. Um, what do you got? Drew Barrymore, one of my faves. Mm. Fifty First Dumps.
2: <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. Well done. Yeah, yeah
0: that's good. Um, poo story?
2: Oh, oh thanks, Joel. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: dirty dumping. Good. <laughs> fart club. <laughs> <laughs> the Shark Knight. <laughs> oh, Shark no, no. yeah, Okay, yeah, you you all stop right. hey.
1: <laughs> good. Oh, Very good. Um, uh, right. What well, we're talking well, what? about. Have
0: you got a fart club? Hey,
1: while we're talking about Drew Barrymore throwing Jennifer Aniston, and he's just not that into poo. <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> ah, here's right. the big boss. Flush uh, locked in. Just,
0: just first of all, Beck, that's how you put poo into <laughs> no, a pun. You okay? just randomly put poo in. Right. Um, Flush Gordon.
1: Oh good. good. Suicide squat. Oh nice. <laughs> Lou, who's talking poo? What no, the that's problem? probably a <laughs> That's too clever. Oh, yep, no, the, um, that one, no, And I'm going to hell for this one. Um, the bog in the striped pajamas. Oh. oh no, you can't touch that, Phil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Okay. You
1: can with do, gloves. I've got one that's yes. not
0: got poo in it. I went okay. with we. Oh, Instead of little women, yes. yeah, whittle women. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're unbelievable.
1: Right, we're going to move on, but we can't because we've had so many calls come through. You can text us anytime as well 04888 52107. Now, we are taking a movie to the toilet at the moment. Beck, we've discovered you've got a real technique with this, but I'm going to give you another little one to think about, right? Um, Owen Wilson and Kate Hudson in Marley and Wee. <laughs> What have you got for us?
0: Um, uh, The sequel's just called Marley, spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, me! I've got the wrong way! Oh, no. it messed you messed
3: it up! Just Seriously. focus on what you've got. Have
2: done. you got yeah. anything
1: for you to yes. add to this?
2: Um, P.S. I love poo. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you're just replacing I know. the That's word. You only poo twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously, what is wrong with you? Right, let's go to Adrian in the southeast. Uh, Adrian, can you take a movie to the toilet for us, please? Highbrow radio.
3: I
2: uh, sure
1: can. So instead of Sharknado, it's Turdnado. Turdnado.
2: Yep. <laughs> turdnado. Yeah. Also, right. Adrian, can movie. I
0: just point out that Soda has been with this show for only three weeks and he's literally taken the show down the toilet? Which is agree? terrific.
1: Uh, Sean from Hewitt. <laughs> oh,
0: you didn't let him ask, <laughs>
1: Well, we don't need to. Adrian's worked that out. <laughs> mm. Sean from Hewitt. Sean, can you take a movie to the toilet for us?
3: Yeah, I've got a couple for you. The yep. Mick Bolloy classic, Crapper Jack. Yep. Oh, the that's Jack. good. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Poo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, no. And, uh, and the Sylvester Stallone classic, Pooh Hanger. It's got a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, <good one. laughs>
1: oh, yeah! Oh, thank Thanks <laughs> for playing along. Um, I've got one to go. Yeah, all right. Just to finish off, this is a classic film from many years ago, To Kill a Mocking Turd. <laughs> 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 Welcome to
0: you. SAFM's Beck and Soda, a new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free
2: listener app, SAFM.